Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. This is Nuanez Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Little Coulter Wall coming back for you here on your Wednesday. What's up, everybody? The power's out in Missoula. I'm broadcasting in uh, a a lamp-lit room, and uh, I'm watching Tommy Evans in his full genius on display. He's got the whole station wired up to a generator, so we're still on the radio even though there's no power on North Reserve here uh, in Missoula. A huge windstorm, so uh, jokes aside, be safe out there. I hear there's a bunch of trees down, power lines down. This could be a couple hours before they fix this all up, but thanks to Tommy and our engineering team. Uh, for keeping us on the radio and for getting the the beeping noise that was just going on. Uh, We got that fixed uh, as well. You missed anything in the first hour of the show here on Nuanas Now. You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Uh, We talked all things high school football here in the state of Montana. Gave you a roundup of the weekend that was. We also had our Treasure State Stars for the week. We also talked some Grizz hockey. I heard from Mike Anderson, the head coach of the Grizz hockey team. Um, as well as Owen Lee, one of his uh, standout players there uh, for the Grizz hockey team. And we talked a little fancy football as well and gave you some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the Advocates, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. It's time now for our ESPN Roundtable, our long-form interview for the week each week here, uh, each Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, we go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in our guest this week on the ESPN Roundtable. It's Joe Glenn. He's the head coach here at the University of Montana for several years and then also had a stint at South Dakota. And it so happens that South Dakota plays Montana. Coach Glenn, great to hear from you, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. And I'm, I'm glad to be on the show. And I want to say hi to my many, many friends and family and loved ones and, and the great city of Missoula in the state of Montana. Well, first of all, let's start with, let's start with just the update. Did you hear that? My wife is sitting. My wife was sitting here. She had a little addition. Listen. And Joan and Mike Hayes are the best. <laughs> there you go. That Very was well, hopefully, over on Burlington. Well, hopefully they are listening <laughs> to the show. Uh, but coach, first of all, just give people an update on where you're at. What's going on with you guys these days? Well, we retired and we went down to Arizona and. Uh, 
we liked it. I don't think you can golf every day. And as a matter of fact, that's getting worse, not better. <laughs> but um, we were missing our grandchildren of all things. So um, Casey, who you know, and uh, his family moved uh, to Eagle, Idaho, and couldn't get over how much they liked it and threw us a bone of, would you guys ever think about moving up here? Well, we got grandchildren in Lincoln, Nebraska, and grandchildren here. And we said, well, we lived in Lincoln all our life. What if we go up to Idaho for a while? So we moved up. Michelle and I moved ourselves <laughs> the pickup truck and an automobile, and we headed to uh, uh, – here in Boise area, we live in Eagle, and uh, we, we we really like it. It's been a fun get for us, and we watch our granddaughter, who's uh, playing volleyball at Bishop Kelly High School, one of the top high schools in the Boise area. And then our grandson, Donovan Joseph Glenn, is uh, playing offensive tackle um, for a peewee football team. Uh, and uh, Casey Glenn is one of the coaches. And that guy known in the Missoula area very, very well, Owen. <laughs> T.J. Okers. Yeah, T.J. Okers is, uh, is the head coach. And uh, he, he and Casey are having a lot of fun. Um, and they actually, we play our second game tomorrow. And so we're really enjoying the, the athletic part of it, the, the grandchildren part of it a lot. Well, it's a great part of the country and great high school sports there in the Boise area. So very fun uh, yeah. for you and your family. Joe Glenn joining us, former University of Montana head football coach, also coached at South Dakota for four years uh, from 2012 to 2015. And we're going to come back to that, Coach, with, with uh, South Dakota coming to town. But you actually played at South Dakota back in the, the late 1960s and, and early 1970s. So take us back to those days. I mean, what were things like in Vermilion back then? What was your experience like playing there at South Dakota? Well, it, the league was tough. It was a, a real good league, and whoever won our league, which is North Dakota State almost year in and year out, um, were national champs. And it stayed that way for a long, long time. And uh, doggone bison just have been too much. And, um, in fact, my sophomore year there, we went 9-1 and one and finished 8th in the nation. Guess who won? <laughs> no North doubt. Dakota State. Yeah, and we had them right down to the right down to the end, and uh, had a fella fumble the ball on the four yard line with under a minute to go, and uh, that's the way it goes. That's that's the way the old ball gets unwound. <laughs> it's totally amazing to me to analyze the history of college football, especially out west. And you look—I mean, I've talked with Sonny Holland, who's the uh, great Bobcat coach. And, you know, you talk to guys that coached in the 70s and 80s and 90s and guys that have played, and it doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who the players are. North Dakota State just wins championships. It's crazy. They've won championships at every level, and they've just dominated football in this area for 50, 60 years. So, I mean, that, I mean, to you as a coach that's had a lot of success yourself, that must be so impressive to you to watch just their sustained success there at NDSU. Right. They've, they've got it rolling. And um... – they, they're not afraid to spend some money. They've got really, really a great booster outfit that supports the, the athletics, in particular football. Um, they were one of the first domes ever, um, at least on the high line, if yeah. you will, across uh, the United States. And 
Um, and then when I moved the last four years of my coaching career, the, the population base is pretty much from Fargo going south. You know, if you go north, you go into Canada, but you got, you know, they're tough in Minnesota, but now they've come down around and they start recruiting Sioux Falls, Sioux City, Omaha, you know, going down the interstate from, and damn, they just come in and able to recruit anybody, say for the, maybe about a week left in recruiting, they get on some quarterback we had stacked up in Omaha and he went there. And of course, after he played there, he went to the NFL. <laughs> so, uh, those stinkers beat us on some really good football players and, um, but that's why they they win. They they recruit hard and they they have tremendous facilities. Their their uh, their dome is is second to none. It's it is a fabulous facility. So, but they're not afraid to spend money and um, they get what they want and get what they need and and then they recruit what they want and what they need. And they've always had really good coaches there. And uh, I'm uh, I'm really. <laughs> I have a, a real strong feeling about them. I, they just have beat everybody so many times. You, you just sometimes you wake up at night thinking we got to play them this week. <laughs> no doubt. So, Joe Glenn joining us here on we, the we, now. Go ahead, coach. We caught them there at the tail end when I was coaching at Northern Colorado and uh, beat them out of a national championship a couple times. So uh, we got them. Kind of at the rear end of it, but boy, through my career as a player and a young coach, they were the the cock of the walk. No doubt. They have always been the standard no matter what division they have been in. Joe Glenn joining us, no long-time kid. football coach here. Uh, three-year stint at the University of Montana. Brought the last national championship to the University of Montana that the Grizzlies have won. Also spent a stint there at South Dakota toward the tail end of his coaching career, 2012 through 2015, four seasons there. Uh, leading the Coyotes, and of course the Coyotes coming to Missoula uh, on Saturday. Uh, Coach, what was some of the challenges you faced when you were at your alma mater then, when you were at South Dakota? Because South Dakota uh, has been a a place where been solid, uh, been been tough to get it going a little bit, but they've been getting it going a little bit more lately, and it seems like they've invested in their program, and and it really is going along pretty good now with a playoff appearance last year. Uh, under Bob Nielsen, but what were some of the, the challenges, but also some of the great parts that you liked about being back there at USD when you were there uh, to end mm-hmm. your coaching career? Well, first of all, we didn't have the facilities they got there now. And I'm, I love Bob Nielsen. He's done a great job there, but uh, we were just in the throes of um, finishing up the financing uh, for the inside of the dome. The outside was done, but it had been, uh, about 50 years since they'd done anything to the inside, uh, 60 years maybe. And so they, they redid the whole inside of the dome, seats, uh, lockers, locker rooms, uh, you name it, coaches and offices, uh, meeting rooms, just uh, basketball, new basketball emporium, basketball. Uh, it, it, I'm just trying to explain it to you. It's a, it's bizarre what they did. And um, so I, I give those people a lot of credit and, uh, and they've, they've gotten better and better. And um, I don't know if anybody saw it, but if you can get on your cell phone and Google the last play of the game between um, the the coyotes and the jackrabbits, South South Dakota state last year and South Dakota last year. And (laughs) 
on the last play of the game, the Coyotes threw a, a jump ball into the end zone. It's the first time I ever saw it work, I think. But the Coyotes came down with it and the win. <laughs> so, and the win over your in-state rival to go to the playoffs, too. I mean, it was an unbelievable highlight. I couldn't yeah, believe it. I think it was the uh, FCS player of the year last year. Yeah, so anyway, it's been a great rivalry. And Okay. Uh, and anyway, we... Uh, just getting ready to go to practice with my son, oh, who's nice. going to coach up my grandson. I do not coach. <laughs> I sit back in a lawn chair and <laughs> enjoy the the practice. But anyway, um, it just it's it's a great conference. I played in it, and that's you know about the way it was. And when I was at South Dakota, we played uh, the Grizzlies two times, uh, once in Missoula and once uh, in South Dakota, and. Those were all good games. We actually beat them twenty-one to seven. Um, uh, I think my senior year, and then, but that's that's what Jack Schwartz out. You know, he didn't lose many games. <laughs> no doubt about it. So we had some really good games with the Grizzlies. Well, last couple things for you here, Coach, because I know you got to run. Uh, but when when you think back to just your coaching career in general. You had so much success, national championship at Northern Colorado, national championship at Montana, bowl games at Wyoming, and then getting to finish it out at your alma mater. Uh, but I'm sure that your time in Missoula was one that, that you thoroughly enjoyed. So uh, what do you remember most about your time coaching the Grizzlies, and what have you thought of just the program since then? Because Montana's been so good for so long. But it's crazy to think the last national championship the Grizzlies took home was when you guys won it back in 2001. So what are some of your best memories here, and what have you thought of the way the program's evolved since then? Well, the national championship there was was very, very special. Um, players were hungry. The fans were hungry. The administration was hungry for a championship. And our guys tuned it up and got it running. And there was a lot of really close wins in that stretch. But that's the way it is when, when you're playing uh, the best teams in the nation. I think everybody knows that when your season's over, they pick the top 16 teams in the nation and you go into a, a battle uh, of uh, bracket stuff and I really think that's the way the NCAA Division One should do it. That way uh, you're going to play the best teams and uh, find out who the, the real champion is. You don't just go get everybody from the SEC and maybe get one guy from here, one guy from there. But, uh, no, Montana's had a lot of runs of um, national championships uh, going way, dating way back to the 60s. And um, and I know Coach Reed um, had a, a really good run of a couple championships. And um, But it takes a special a bunch of coaches, which we all fortunately had that won a championship there. It takes a very special bunch of uh, athletes and um guys that want to win and want to do what it takes to win no no clowning around no shenanigans and uh and that's the way it went and we bought one at two times in a row but 
uh, Adrian Peterson, not the one from Oklahoma, but the one that played for the Bears in Georgia Southern. We played Georgia Southern, and in the finals on one of the last plays of the game, he ran over about everybody we had on the field <laughs> to win the championship for Georgia Southern. So our guys got PO'd and went back to the chalkboard and came back the next year, and John Edwards took us to a national championship, and um, our tailback just had a great game, and and he would be the first one to tell you our, uh, that he had great blockers up front, and I still think that was the strength of our offense. Uh, Skinner and Thatcher Zalay and all the big guys up front, we, were, we looked like an NFL line. And our coaches put a real nice game plan together that uh, we were going to run the football at them. And, and until they stopped the run, we were going to keep forcing it up on them and see if we couldn't push them around, control the clock, and darned if we didn't get it done. And I remember, Dave, uh, the coach up in Canada now, uh, help me out. Dave Dickinson, His of last name. Yeah. Dave Dickinson. <laughs> He's going to kill me if he hears that. I couldn't <laughs> think of his last name. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, we went down there and had a, another great football game and uh, won three games to get there and then won the national championship. And um, it just uh, it's something that you carry with you your whole life. And you you think about it a lot and you more than the championship in and of itself. You think of the guys on the team, the coaches on the team, the administrators that helped you get there and, uh, the fan base, just, uh, second to none, the people that put the stadium up that gave you a tremendous chance to win. And I'm a sing a song right here for Larry Donovan. Cause I think Larry is the guy that got that thing done in the first place and gave us a chance to, to win. And, uh, so hats off to Coach Donovan. Well, the best to ever do it, Joe Glenn, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, <laughs> their last national championship run, a guy that also played and coached the South Dakota, the, the Coyotes in Missoula to play Montana on Saturday. Coach, we appreciate you taking some time. Enjoy the grandkids. Enjoy the practice. And uh, you're welcome back anytime. But thanks for being here today. I'll be up this fall. We'll see you guys soon. Love that. Take care. Love that guy. What a great man. Cowboy Joe. He's an awesome, awesome, awesome leader. And uh, he just fits so perfectly here in Montana. Even though he's a Nebraska guy and he played at South Dakota, cut his teeth coaching at Doan College in northern Colorado. And make no mistake, he took over a program that was flat rolling when he took over Montana. But he still did it as good as anybody's ever done it at the University of Montana. Uh, an unbelievable three-year run for the Grizzlies between 2000 and 2002. 39 and six. That sounds pretty good, huh? How about 20 and two <laughs> against the Big Sky Conference? Uh, pretty good success there. Three straight playoff berths, two straight back-to-back national championship appearances, and the most recent national championship that has ever been captured by uh, the Grizz football program. Joe Glenn, our distinguished guest on this week's. Uh, ESPN Roundtable. Really appreciate Coach uh, for calling in and coming to us from Eagle, Idaho. The ESPN Roundtable this week presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls 
uh, a great place to gather with family and friends. They'll have the Grizz football game live on their two, uh, their 30 big screen TVs. It won't be on all of them. You can watch other college football that's going on as well on those 30 big screen TVs. Also have breakfast, lunch, and dinner specials pretty much every single day of the week. And uh, 18 draft beers, early and a late happy hour. Go head on down to Paradise Falls, your go-to spot on the south side of Missoula. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. We're going to hear from Tyler Flink, our Grizz Star of the Week. Uh, once the Grizz get done with practice, although I don't know what their practice status is, I don't know if that's been called off, if there's lightning going on out there, or if they're just still gutting it out uh, in the wind. But we're also going to talk a little bit about South Dakota. Andrew Houghton, our producer, as well as one of our contributing writers at SkylineSportsMT.com, he did some research on the Coyotes football team uh, last night. We have an article up on SkylineSportsMT.com right now, a little first look uh, at the Coyotes. So go check that out. Uh, But in the meantime, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back in a minute. And uh, Andrew will give us some insight into the Coyotes. We'll also hear Pornal Missoula Big Sky's finest, Tyler Flink, a guy who scored his first career touchdown for the Grizzlies in their opener last weekend over Northwestern State. Grizz Star of the Week, South Dakota Scouting Report, next. Keep it right here, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One is now on ESPN Radio. To the music booking gods out there in Missoula, or in Montana, period, because I drive for that show. Bring me Rise Against. I want Rise Against in Montana. It would be a hit, I promise you. Uh, one of my low-key favorites. Uh, love a little Rise Against. Bring it back for you here uh, on your Wednesday. No power here. We still got a radio show going, so that's fun. I yeah, appreciate you for tuning along, uh, for listening along, I should say, tuning in. And... Uh, we're also still on the television and on the ESPN Montana app. So uh, great engineering by the one and only, uh, the Tommy man, Tommy Evans. Appreciate all his uh, great work um, for always making sure uh, we are on the air. Let's talk a little bit about this weekend's game. Sounds like uh, Grizz are just wrapping up football practice. So we will, uh, as soon as they are fully wrapped, we'll have Tyler Flink on the show. He is a Missoula Big Sky graduate and a junior linebacker there for Montana and had a cool moment. Shared with one of his longtime best friends, Levi Janicaro, a fellow, fellow Missoula Big Sky graduate. They uh, 
combined. Jan Carroll blocked it, Flink returned it, and uh, Flink gets his first career touchdown as a Montana Grizzly. And a uh, cool moment for Missoula Big Sky. My alma mater, and uh, those are two hardworking blue-collar kids that have represented uh, the University of Montana uh, very well. Update from Tommy on the uh, situation of no power. Some power has been lost on Missoula's north side. Repairs estimated to be between 6.40 and 7 p.m. The traffic lights have been restored, but still be safe out there. Sounds like uh, there is some trees down on some on-ramps, and uh, more than 3,000 people here in the Garden City are out of power. So um, they are on it. They're on the case. They're fixing it. And... uh, You'll have power back soon, but stay safe out there and drive slow and uh, be patient. As soon as Grizz football practice is over, Tyler Flake will join us. Let's talk. Well, we will talk in a minute once Andrew gets back. (laughs) He had to exit. But here's where we're at with South Dakota. It's a team from the Missouri Valley Conference who was a playoff team a year ago. They've had a couple playoff appearances in their five seasons uh, under Bob Nielsen. Nielsen has had a lot of success as a college football coach, 215 wins overall. He was at uh, Minnesota Duluth for a long time, which is one of the best Division II programs in the country. He won national titles there in 2008 and 2010. I was very familiar with, with Coach Nielsen's program, because uh, in 2008, or excuse me, 2010 and 2011, I was covering Central Washington, and Central Washington played Minnesota Duluth in a non-conference game, and then also faced them again in the playoffs. So I'd actually crossed paths with Coach Nielsen early on in my sports writing career, and uh, when he got the Western Illinois job, I thought he'd do a pretty good job there, and he did. And then uh, Illinois had this this very strange and sort of unorthodox budgeting crisis that affected higher education. And so there's a lot of instability, especially in the small school, directional schools there in West, in Illinois, the state of Illinois. And Western Illinois lost several coaches in a row. Charlie Fisher and Bob Nielsen both kind of bailed from there. Rob Ash, former Montana State head coach, he was in the mix there at Western Illinois and then decided to not take that job too because of some of that instability. Um, and so then when Nielsen landed at South Dakota, I thought he'd do a pretty good job. There's a baseline there at South Dakota uh, that's uh, one where there's good funding, they have good facilities, they have good resources, and uh, they've been pretty good uh, for, for quite a while now, but they were, they were solid last year. I mean, a playoff team a year ago, and they uh, ended up losing in the first round to fellow Missouri Valley squad, Southern Illinois, 22-10. to uh, these teams have played relatively recently. I think it was 2018 or 2019 when the Grizzlies and uh, the uh, the Coyotes played. 2019 is at the Dakota Dome, and uh, Montana posted a 31-17 win there. Uh, but Andrew Houghton, he has a preview up, or at least a little bit of a first look at what the Coyotes uh, bring to the table here. Uh, Andrew, what did you learn that maybe that you didn't uh, know or didn't expect to, to learn about uh, South Dakota as they make their way to Missoula on Saturday? Well, I didn't really know a lot about them. I don't remember a ton from that 2019 game. 
either. They return a fair amount. They've got their starting quarterback back, Carter Camp, and this is a guy who is one of those COVID guys. He's a sophomore technically, but he started every game in, the, in, in both seasons in 2021, so he got some playing time in the spring. He's really started every game since he's been on campus. So he's a guy who's, who's really pretty experienced for a sophomore. He's made 17 starts. He's pretty good last year. He's a guy with a high completion percentage. Not a ton of yardage, but a high completion percentage keeps things moving. They lost a couple linebackers who were really good last year. Um, I think a couple guys went to the NFL or got shots in the NFL, including their number one guy, Jack Cochran, who was over 100 tackles last year. But they do bring back uh, Brock Mogensen on defense at linebacker, who's another one of those guys. I mean, he's just a, he, he's the middle linebacker heir apparent. He had, I think, 85 or 86 tackles last year. He's just one of those guys who's going to rack up a lot of tackles in the middle of a, of a defense. Bob Nielsen is known for his quarterbacks as well. He had good ones at Duluth. He's a quarterback-type coach. And they had a really good one at uh, South Dakota several years ago and Chris Strevler as well. Strevler was uh, an all-Missouri Valley guy. Uh, he's the Missouri Valley Offensive Player of the Year, in fact, in 2017. He won a great cup with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And then he's been uh, sort of bouncing around the NFL. He was on the active roster for the Cardinals 2020 and 2021. He was on the practice squad for the Ravens in 2022, the Dolphins practice squad a year ago. If you've been paying attention to the Jets, and I actually know there is a fair amount of Jets fans here in Montana, uh, he's the guy that's been getting a lot of snaps. Because Zach Wilson's out for the New York Jets, the kid out of BYU. And Strebler, I actually hadn't heard if he made the active roster or not. Uh, Sounds like they waived him. Last week, so final cut for the New York Jets, but he was signed to the practice squad the next day. But Strebler's a, a really good player. I thought he was an electric player at South Dakota. And so uh, Carson Camp, I don't know if he's quite that level of, of talent. I mean, Strebler has a big arm, and he can run. He's really mobile. He's really athletic. So um, hard to really compare uh, Carson Camp, the current South Dakota quarterback, to that. But Camp does have good size, and as Andrew mentioned, uh, he's got good experience as well. He's 6'3", 210 pounds. Last fall, 65% completion percentage and uh, threw for 2,252 yards, uh, 17 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Not necessarily a dual threat guy, uh, but a guy that can't extend plays outside the pocket. The Grizzlies opened this game as a 10.5 point favorite. South Dakota last week, by the way, they got off to an 0-1 start. They lost 34-0 to Kansas State. They were out game 392 to 270. So they did keep Kansas State. I mean, 392 is not an you know, it's not an outrageous number when you're playing an FBS squad. I mean, 392 yards at this day age of college football is if you if you're better than that, you're really good. And if you're worse than that, you maybe got run up on a little bit. But if holding a I mean, 400 yards of total offense is basically like the barometer of being pretty okay, pretty average. I mean, pretty much everybody that's a, a decent to good team is going to average 400 yards of total offense. A game, so holding an FBS under 400 is a good effort there against Kansas State. A 34 nothing loss, okay, uh, but ten and a half points is the line for the Grizzlies. Uh, Andrew, just knowing what you know about South Dakota and also watching what you watched last week in Missoula, what do you think of that spread? I think it's a little bit low. I think I'd be taking the Grizz to cover that one. I would say. Man, I, I thought Montana's defense was a little bit better. And, and we were saying last week when we were talking about the line 
against Northwestern State that we saw we thought Northwestern State would score a couple touchdowns, and obviously that was way off. I think it's sort of the similar thing here for South Dakota. I, I do see South Dakota scoring some points in this one, but I don't think they're going to get you know much more than ten or fourteen points, and I think the Grizz should be able to cover that one pretty easily. I think the key for South Dakota, if they are to score points, is going to be. First of all, Carson Camp's ability to settle in with the swarming and high-pressure Grizz defense. Actually, I'm stealing Andrew's line. He has a great story up there about Henry Noose, but he also describes uh, sort of the, the role that Noose is supposed to play uh, in the Grizz defense, and he describes the Grizzly defense as the heavy metal defense. We're calling it that from now on. The Grizz heavy metal defense is exactly the nickname that they deserve. But Carson Camp settling in is going to be key, but also does South Dakota have any players that can get some separation? I mean, the, the thing that's been the biggest turning point for this Grizz defense over the last two seasons has been the addition and uh, continued cultivation of outstanding talent at cornerback. When you got guys that can just man you up and take you away and erase you, it makes all the risks that they want to take and uh, all of the chaos that they want to cause in the box with their linemen and linebackers it's a lot harder to take advantage and exploit that defense than uh, if you you don't have guys on the outside that can guard and Montana does. What we've seen though last year we've only had one game sample size this year 47-0 win over Northwestern State last week in Missoula but but last year the, the teams that could attack the seam attack you up the hash, attack the middle of the field intermediately and deep, those are the teams that could have success uh, against the Montana Grizzly defense. We saw it against Eastern Washington. We saw it against Sacramento State. And we saw it uh, in the playoffs uh, against James Madison. Tyler Flink, Grizz Star of the Week, will join us here uh, in a little while. On the other side of the divide, Montana State, they host Moorhead State. I caught up with uh, Moorhead State head coach Rob uh, trainer earlier this week we'll have that interview for you tomorrow we also have a fun lineup tomorrow gonna go kind of all, all over the place ryan tutel wants to make his return he uh says he's got some takes about the grizz and the nfl so he'll he'll be uh the lead guy on the show tomorrow we'll also hear from justin Udy, the um wide receivers coach and special teams coordinator for the montana state bobcats justin angle will make his return uh for a business angle we'll hear from bobby hauck and we also have a, a little bit of an outside-the-box interview here. One of the top bare-knuckle bra- brawlers, bare-knuckle boxers in the world, Kai Stewart. He's a Great Falls native, and he has a pro fight in Great Falls on Saturday. He'll join us to tell us about that fight and also just to tell us about that sport as well. So I very much look forward to have Kai on. We love talking uh, combat sports uh, here uh, on ESPN Radio. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're still waiting for the Grizz to wrap up practice, so we'll take one more break. And then we'll come back and we'll have more college football analysis. And we'll be joined by Grizz linebacker Tyler Flink for our Grizz Star of the Week. All that next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. 
Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. It's Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the new ESPN Montana app. Appreciate you for tuning in, no matter how you're tuning in. We are without power uh, here at uh, most of north north part of Missoula, North Reserve, without power. They say about three hundred or three thousand, excuse me, people uh, without power. The Montana Department of Transportation reports trees have fallen on the I ninety eastbound off ramp to Reserve Street. And Northwest Western Energy, they have identified the problems. They are working on the problems. The traffic lights have been restored, but it sounds like at no power until about 7 o'clock. So uh, we are hanging tight. Uh, hopefully you are staying safe out there. And uh, no matter where you're at, thanks so much for uh, listening in here. We are coming to you through the ESPN Montana studio at the Missoula Broadcasting Company, Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and proud to say so. Time now for our Grizz Star of the Week. And uh, we got one Big Sky Eagle talking to another former Big Sky Eagle. Welcome in now on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line, Tyler Flink. He had a thrilling moment in Montana's 47-0 win over Northwestern State over the weekend. One of his former high school teammates and his current Grizz linebacker teammate, Levi Janicaro, blocks a punt. He picks it up. And he gets into the end zone. Tyler, thanks so much for joining us, man. Uh, first and foremost, let's start with the touchdown. Uh, you're, you're a linebacker. You're a hard-hitting guy. Did you ever expect you were actually going to get in the zone at Washington Grizzly Stadium? <laughs> you know, I can honestly say there's always been a chance I get in the zone, but I did not fully expect to get in there. No, absolutely not. <laughs> when, the, when, uh, when Janet Carroll blocks it, that ball probably looks like the size of a beach ball or looks like the size of a marble. What's going through your head, though? I mean, first you got to scoop it, then you got to score. But I mean, how, what did the ball look like when you first got when it first was squirting out in front of you? Honestly, it looked kind of small. It's spinning around, bouncing around everywhere. I was telling my first thoughts to just get a hold of it and do not let it go. I did not want to be the guy that picks it up and turns it over. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely, for sure. I mean, the linebackers and linemen, we don't get to touch the ball ever. So once we get it, we There's a reason we don't got any hands. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, I mean, Levi Janicaro joined us in the postgame press conference, and he talked about, you know, not only that moment, but the fact that you guys have been best buddies for forever and, you know, cutting your teeth at Missoula Big Sky and now, you know, coming to the Grizz and uh, now both rising up the depth chart and getting some playing time as well. So uh, what did you think of just sharing that moment with him? Pretty cool. Oh, it was awesome. Um, honestly, yeah, we've been best buddies for as long as I can remember. You know, any time that I get to spend on the field with him and all my teammates is obviously very special, but definitely he holds a special place in my heart, and he always will, so it was awesome to share that moment with him. And, and just the time of Missoula Big Sky. I'm a Big Sky alum as well, and, uh, you know, the, the program has ebbed and flowed, but they've had consistent leadership, whether it was Gary Eckergan when I was playing or Matt Johnson, uh, who was my linebacker's coach when I was there at Big Sky. And, you know, no matter what Big Sky's record is at the end of the year, they're always a tough, hard-nosed team, and there's always a couple guys that are good enough to play in the Big Sky Conference. So how do you think your time at Big Sky sort of set the stage for this? I mean, what did you learn there at Big Sky, and how did that help you have the confidence to walk on the Grizz and sort of make your way like you have? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I would honestly say that Coach Matt Johnson is a huge part in that. You know, he takes uh, 
what I would consider is I was a kid when I went in there, you know, eighth grader going to freshman year. You're just a kid going in there. He does an awesome job of turning kids into young men. He installs work, work ethics, has discipline, makes sure you're disciplined. He does a great job of, you know, turning young men into uh, – or turning boys into young men. So I credit that to Matt Johnson. Then my teammates pushed me all the way and my parents. So, but yeah, Matt Johnson, a huge part of that. He's a great leader and uh, pushes you every day, definitely. Tyler Flink joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. It's our Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Bob Ward's has all sorts of sweet stuff. I got my nephew there on, uh, for his birthday and uh, the great selection of sporting goods uh, across the board. Uh, Bob Ward's, though, they also have uh, in the north end zone there at Washington Grizzly Stadium, they're in stadium store. So swing by on game day. They offer Missoula's best selection of Grizz gear, accessories, and more from the top brands like Under Armour, Nike, Blue 84, and much, much more. You can also swing by Bob Ward's main headquarters here in Missoula, 3015 Paxson, uh, right behind Southgate Mall. Uh, Tyler, just tell us about, about your evolution then. I, I remember covering you in high school and watching you, and I definitely thought – that you had the toughness and the mentality to, to go on and play for the Grizzlies. But when you, when you first made that decision, what was it like being a walk-on for the Grizz, and, and how were you able to sort of get, get through the tough times? Because it it's a tough program to play for. Bobby Houck, uh, he plays no favorites. It's going to be a tough practice no matter what position you are on the team. What was it like being a, a walk-on there, and how were you able to make your way now uh, entering your junior year? Yeah, absolutely. That's an awesome question. You know, I was obviously nervous coming in. Um, you know, the Grizz football team, it's honestly, when I was coming, I was pretty scared. You know, I didn't know what to expect. And being a walk-on stuff, I just had to put my head down and work hard every day. Um, my parents always told me, my dad especially, it wouldn't be easy. Just keep pushing yourself. When things don't go the right way, you just got to keep going. Um, that's kind of the mentality that I took into the whole thing. And, you know, I keep trying to do it every day, uh, just be as best as I can. And uh, when things go the wrong way, just keep going. That's kind of my mentality for the whole thing. There's been so many guys from the state of Montana that have walked on to Montana, that have been become contributors and great players and all-conference players and all that stuff. So do you th- did you think about that? I mean, did you think that, hey, there's been guys that have done this before? Oh, absolutely. You know, I knew a bunch of guys that have done it before and tried to do it in the past. Like, obviously, successfully done it. But I knew it definitely could be done, but I definitely had to, you know, work my tail off and to keep my head down to just get where I am at. So I'm going to keep doing that. But, yeah, I definitely thought about that. Uh, I know a bunch of those stories. Tyler Flink joining us. He's our Grizz Star of the Week here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, a Missoula Big Sky alum, and now a junior linebacker there uh, for the Grizzlies. What do you think of this defense that you're playing? Because to me it seems like this is a linebacker's dream. You guys are playing like six or seven linebackers. Everybody rolls. Everybody gets a chance to go hard. You get to blitz all the time. You get to bring the pressure, and you get to pile up a bunch of tackles. So uh, how would you just describe the defense you guys are running, and what's it like as a linebacker playing in it? Yeah, oh, it's an awesome defense. I can't give enough credit to our D-line. They take on so many blocks and create so many lanes for us to run through and get tackles. So I think, honestly, the biggest part of it is our D-line being unselfish and taking on those blocks, and that leads us to, you know, be able to fly in there and make some tackles. That's all credit to those guys up front, obviously. And I know that there's a, a few different linebacker spots, and I know you're playing on that inside spot, but one guy I can't get enough of watching, it, and I think that he is rapidly – entering himself into the conversation as one of the greatest defensive players that Montana's ever had. That's Patrick O'Connell. And he's just so fun to watch. But what's it like watching him work? Because, I mean, I know this is not just him going out on Saturdays. The guy definitely puts in the work as well. So uh, from a linebacker perspective, what does he do well? And uh, what's it like to just kind of be in the same position group as him? 
Yeah, no, it's awesome. We all look up to Pat. Obviously, he works his butt off. He's unselfish, and he's very disciplined with his lifestyle and obviously his football play as well. No, it's awesome. Watch him and learn from him. He's super helpful, and he always looks out for us. So he's been an awesome leader, and he's definitely a, definitely a really good player for us. The Grizz host South Dakota uh, this Saturday, Washington Grizzly Stadium, a 1.30 p.m. kickoff. Uh, the wind is ripping right now. The power's out over here on North Reserve, so hopefully we get some better weather for you. But it looks like it's going to be a beautiful afternoon. I know you're here uh, just coming out of Wednesday practice, so uh, what are you thought of the, what you've seen out of the Coyotes so far? How's the preparation going so far this week? You know, I think they're a good team. they got some good players, and they're, uh, they're coached well. So I think they're going to come in and give us a, uh, give us a very good fight, and we're, uh, we're looking forward to it. Just getting tested by a Missouri Valley team just a couple weeks before Big Sky Conference play, how much can that benefit you? How much can that benefit this team? Um, I don't I don't really know if it has anything to do with the conference so much. They're obviously a good conference, but I think they're just a good team all around. We're definitely going to have to play our best football um, on Saturday to, uh, to come out of here with a win. I'm looking forward to it, and it'll be a good test for, for all of us, and we're all looking forward to it. Very good. Uh, one of Missoula Big Sky's finest, and I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Tyler Flake. Tyler, thanks for joining us, uh, our Grizz Star of the Week. Oh, absolutely. Big Sky love. Thanks for being here, man, and best of luck on Saturday. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. There you go. It, it's, a, it's a story that has been repeated dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Sometimes the details are a little bit different, uh, but the main, the main points are the same, yet it's a story that just never gets old. I mean, the, the, the in-state guy, the hometown guy, Betting on himself, going going to play for the team he grows up loving and wanting to play for and dreaming of playing for, and then getting it done and uh, making his way. And, and Tyler Flake has a lot to be proud of. I, I remember watching him in high school. Uh, he battled through a ton of injuries. He's so tough at Missoula Big Sky. That was the best Big Sky team uh, since probably my couple years on the varsity there at Big Sky. And uh, they, were, they were very, very fun to watch. Uh, they had an old-school mentality. When he first said he was walking on, uh, I, I knew that he had the mentality to make it. So it's very cool to see him uh, making plays and, and getting some some attention. And uh, you know, congratulations to Matt Johnson too because it's a great uh, weekend for the Big Sky Eagles. Big Sky's had a lot of struggles uh, in recent years since those. I mean, since Janicaro and, and Flink aren't weren't on the team, they, they've had some uh, tough times trying to find the win column. But they Big Sky got a win, their first win of the year. I in overtime and thrilling fashion over Billing Skyview. And uh, then on Saturday, less than 24 hours later, a couple of the, the uh, most prominent Big Sky alums uh, making plays uh, for the Montana Grizzlies. Uh, so very cool for, for Matt Johnson and for Big Sky and uh, for the city of Missoula. Snow is now uh, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN Montana app. Uh, tomorrow, again, a fun slate for you. We're going to have Rob Trainer join us uh, on the show. He's Moorhead State's head coach. We're still efforting Bob Nielsen as well, South Dakota's head coach. Both those teams, Moorhead State and South Dakota, coming to Montana uh, this weekend. We're also going to be joined by Justin Udy, Montana State Special Teams Coordinator, tomorrow. Ryan Tutel will make, uh, I guess, now what he's considering a weekly appearance, so happy to have him back in the saddle, former co-host of this show. And the guy we haven't talked to in a few weeks, Justin Engel, will join us as well. Uh, a business angle, the overlay between business and sports. And we'll have Bobby Houck on uh, as well. Uh, speaking of the, the Bobcat game, I'll share one last little tidbit with you 
uh, before we take you home here uh, on your uh, Wednesday, Moorhead State is located in Moorhead, Kentucky, which is in northeastern Kentucky. And I was doing some research on uh, Moorhead earlier today, and this is hilarious. I'll just read you a little passage from what I was able to find out. In the 1880s, Moorhead, Kentucky became the central stage for a notorious conflict known as the Rowan County War or the Martin Tolliver Logan Feud. During a number of skirmishes for the next few years, at least 20 people were killed and possibly 100 more were wounded. Beginning with an election day barroom brawl, several gunfights took place in Moorhead and the surrounding countryside. Eventually, a group led by Craig Tolliver seized political control of the town and installed allies in the county sheriff's and county attorney's offices, as well as the office of the town marshal. Several members of the opposing faction were arrested on trumped-up charges, and some were killed when the faction in power falsely claimed they had resisted arrest. The conflict gained national attention, and on two occasions, the governor sent troops to maintain order with little effect. Eventually, a posse of as many as 100 individuals were organized and armed by Daniel Boone. You probably heard of him with the with the uh, tacit consent of Governor J. Proctor Knott and Governor-elect Simon Buckner in a dramatic two-hour gun b- battle through the center of Moorhead. Several Tollivers, including Craig Tolliver, were killed, and the Tollivers' control of the county was broken. Two men were later acquitted for the murder of Craig Tolliver. I shouldn't laugh when we're talking about murder. It's just so crazy to think that, I mean, 1880 is not that long ago. I mean, you know, it's 150 years. I get it, but it's only like three or four generations. I mean, there's people out here that are listening right now that had grandparents probably that were uh, alive in 1880, certainly great-grandparents. It's uh, it's crazy. Wow, look at this. Let there be light. The last minute of the show, <laughs> right as it turns 5.56, we get light here. But it's just crazy to think, you know, I'd like to think it's progress that we don't have gunfights over election results anymore. I think that's probably a good thing. I think we've made some progress as a society. We'll be back at it at 4 p.m. tomorrow. I don't have my timer. I don't have my clock. I have no idea how close we are to getting out. But I do know it's 5.56, which means it's time for us to go. We'll see you back here at 4 p.m. Ryan Tutel, Justin Udy, Kai Stewart, Justin Angle, and Bobby Halk. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.